you know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, <laughs> I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shay Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f- best. Each week, Shay Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina wine mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. What these young bloods have to understand, that this game has always been and will always be about buckets. Just attack the basket. Welcome to Buckets, brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. My name's Matt Moore. I'm the senior NBA writer for the Action Network, joined by Sean Little. You can catch him on Twitter at Chicago Flow. Yes, we still call it Twitter around these parts. You can catch him all over the place, including the Action Network. Sean is going to help me out with a very fun exercise. I, I texted Sean. I was like, hey, can you come on Buckets? And he's like, sure. And I asked Sean, I was like, okay, I want to do, quote, teams were absolutely ruling out of betting on the title four. So this episode is built around the idea, not of giving you best bets. I'm giving you the opposite of best bets in this episode, which I know Matt Mitchell will love my producer. And we're going to do bet. We're going to do bets that you absolutely 100% should not make. And the idea is if we rule out a shit ton of teams, we should be able to find some teams that, okay, I really felt like there, there's some value there. So we're going to circle in on that. We'll go through the, ob- we'll knock out the obvious ones. We'll get into the nitty gritty of some of the, some of the ones that are kind of on the borderline. I'll ha- I got some numbers. Everyone loves numbers. That's a lie. I got some numbers. That I'll, I'll spit at you <laughs> to, uh, to get started and everything. But first I need to tell you that everything we talk about today can be found in the award-winning action network app. It's the best way for you to track your picks. You have the second information where the bets and money are coming in on. There's a betting analysis tool that you can find under the my bet section, which it's going to be able to tell you things like if you're wondering, not just tracking day by day, but if you want to know how did I do on this bet this season, how am I doing this calendar year, which is something that I've got set up in there. If you want to know how am I doing on this sport with over unders versus spreads, you can track all of that stuff in the action network app. So make sure to download the action network app today right now as you're listening to this here podcast unless you're driving in which case you should get where you're going and and then do it but after that in the parking lot before you go into work make sure you download the action network app all right sean so there's a lot of ways that we could start here um one thing that i looked up in my nerddom was i went to a stat head on basketball reference and i basically looked up they got a really neat new filter on there which is you can actually filter out by how they ended their season like what round they made so I actually looked at conference champion. I said, look, if you make the finals, 
right? Then you had a chance at winning the title. There are some exceptions to that, I would say, this year in Miami Heat. But in general, <laughs> I think that there's like, that's a pretty good bar to kind of look at and start from. The lowest in the three-point era since 1979-80 season, the lowest win percentage is 49% with the Houston Rockets in 1981. After that, we're talking about the 2023 Miami Heat, who had the second lowest winning percentage of any team to win their conference. So as a result, um, I have kind of said, like, look, Let's let's throw out the the outlier of outliers there with Houston being a uh, sub 500 team that made the the NBA finals. Uh, And we're going to start at like 53 percent. You got to be 53 percent or better in order to win, to be able to be like a realistic shot of winning the NBA championship. So we can kind of start there as like a baseline consideration for what should happen. Now, this isn't previous year. Right. So we don't know what the teams are going to end up with. Um, But. By that metric, if I use my power rating to establish an overall win expected win percentage, then here's what we come out with. Um, I will go ahead and I will eliminate from this list the Houston Rockets, the San Antonio Spurs, the Portland Trail Blazers, the Washington Wizards, the Detroit Pistons, the Charlotte Hornets, the Toronto Raptors. Sorry, but yeah, with a win total of 34 and a half, I think you got to go ahead and nail, get those guys up on out of here. Um, I'll go ahead and I'll remove the Orlando Magic. I'll remove the Utah Jazz. This is where it gets tough. There are uh, two teams I've got at 52%, which are the Pelicans and Nets. Do you want to keep either of those teams off of our do not bet list? The Pelicans and the Nets. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not betting those guys to win the title. I think there's so many questions still around the whole Zion situation in its entirety that that's obviously the big question there. So yeah, I could, we we could take those guys off the list. I think there's some some other spots where I would look before I looked at the Nets or looked at the New Orleans Pelicans. Yeah, I think that the easy way to say it with the Pelicans is there are ways to bet the Pelicans. Title's probably not it. We probably don't want to look at title or even conference. We don't want to look at those futures for that team. We've got better value on division and win total, which we we bet last year and and did did not hit on. So I'm excited to do that again. That's going to be fun when we get to that point in the season. So those, those ones are obvious. I will ask you the other end of this perspective. Are there teams that you're just like, what are the teams at the top that you're like, I cannot put them on a do not bet list. What are the teams that I'm like, if you want to bet these teams win the title, that's fine. What are the, what do those teams look like for you? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> we're, we're already back here on the mic and the first team out of my mouth, of course, is the Boston Celtics. Okay. If you want to do it and you want to go put your money on those guys that are loaded, that this is one thing I will say about championship contending teams. This comes for me for, for football, basketball, whatever I'm looking at long-term, there needs to be zero to minimal noise surrounding culture and star players and what they have going on. A perfect example of that actually is the Pelicans. There's always questions around Zion. I'm never looking at the Clippers because uh, there's always questions around Kawhi Leonard. PG has been a little more consistent, but you know they've had a lot of injuries, right? So I want all noise to be coming about additions to the team, schematics, how they're going to attack, how they match up with different teams. I don't want to hear any off-the-court stuff. Like Philly, I love, I loved what they did last year. I, I know Embiid is getting a lot of heat here in the offseason for, for different comments and how 
he closed the season. And we know he he didn't look the best to close that Boston series. But depending on what happens with Harden, it's a big question mark around that. I have to avoid that as well. But there's teams that are pretty quiet. Like Phoenix, we don't want to – there's a lot of question marks there because it's brand new. But like Boston overall, Tatum is going to be back. Jalen Brown, how he – if there's one thing I do want to see with this Boston team is how Jalen Brown's going to deal with this, this criticism he's had about not having a left, about being the highest paid player in the NBA and how he's going to come out with that. He could easily just kind of like tell everyone to fuck off. I am the highest paid guy and I will be the second fiddle and I have no problem doing that and we'll win a lot of games and we may potentially come up short again in the playoffs and I will continue to turn the ball over at an alarming rate or he can show up with a, uh, a very focused prove everybody wrong type of mindset and works on that left hand and going left and shows in every opportunity he, he tries to prove to people that, yeah, I can go left. I will go left and I'm an improved player. So I'm excited to see what's going on there. But yeah, uh, I, I, if you want to put money on the Boston Celtics right now to win the title, uh, I, I can't uh, as much as I, I hate that the, the culture and how that was last year to new year coming up. I can't tell you not to bet the Boston Celtics. So that would be the number one team for me. I can tell you that you shouldn't bet the Boston Celtics right now. They're plus 470, highest odds at FanDuel Sportsbook. You, you are never getting value when you're betting the preseason favorite. Like you're just never, yeah. because the NBA season is too variant. And in a month, it could be like, oh, Jason Tatum's going to miss a month of time. If news comes down that Jason Tatum's going to miss a month with an ankle injury or a slight knee sprain or something, guess what? Yeah. I'm going to wait like I, I'm the minute that that line moves down, I'm hitting it, you know, like that. That's when we're going to bet it is like these short term injuries. The market has to react to because it's going to impact their win total, which impacts their projected uh, title line. So like there are better times to bet it. But if we're taking like the purpose of this exercise is to figure out who we're not going to bet. We can't include the Boston Celtics in a team like they have to be a team that it's like, no, 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 we, we get it. Um, I will include. The Denver Nuggets. That's the other team that I think that we can probably look at as a number two option on the board. Now sure. I have I have the Nuggets considerably lower this season. I have them I like I've I've already bet they're under. That's in the Action Network app. Uh, I'm probably gonna bet a little bit again on against them in the division. I'm probably gonna bet a little bit against them on when the uh, conference seating line comes out. This is a regular season fade for me but not a postseason one because the Nuggets starting five remains healthy, young and arguably the best in the league. And I think it's hard to make an argument who's better um, when you factor in how good Nicola is, what Jamal Murray showed in the, in the, in the playoffs consistently through every round, uh, how MPJ fit in Aaron Gordon's play and KCP's steadiness. If that five is healthy, then the Denver Nuggets, I think have to be, we, we have to remove them from this exercise because I would never be like, yeah, no, you should never bet on the Nuggets to win the title. No, like they're still a pretty good bet to be the last team standing. Absolutely no question about it. And I actually think it's disrespectful that they're not the favorite over at FanDuel to win the title. I think it should be an automatic regression. If you think Nikola's not going to become in focus because he's racing horses, I have there's there's no reason why the Boston Celtics should be favored in front of the Denver Nuggets for me. I, I understand the Chris Stapps uh, addition for Boston. I get that. But the Marcus Smart thing is also going to be an interesting thing to see how they come out 
on a pure attitude type of basis for the Boston Celtics. I'm excited to see that as well. But um, the Denver Nuggets should be the favorite to come back and win the title because they have the best player on the planet. He shows up every single year and has the last three, four in a row and played some of the best basketball in the world. Um, it's it's disrespectful to me that they're not the favorite purely off of what they did last year and not losing too, too much, if at all, of the main, main core of the guys you just laid out. I could, you know, it's possible. I, I will say this. I'm not like, I think there's value on the under because of where the market has put Denver, like their win total is 54 and a half. That's ridiculous. Their division odds are extremely high. That's ridiculous. Yeah. They did lose significant pieces again for the regular season. They're relying on a bunch of young guys. Like it's going to be Christian Brown in his second year. It's going to be Peyton Watson who barely played last year and still looks like a baby lamb trying to find its legs sometimes on offense. It's going to be guys like Jalen Pickett and Julian Strother. It's going to be Blacko Chanchar and Zeke Naji, who I have nicknamed the combo of Vleek. So like, it's going to be a lot of unproven guys in the regular season. So again, as it is with Boston, I expect there to be a better a better buy point for Denver. If we get to January and it's like, man, the Nuggets, the defending champions, like they're only fourth in the West, especially if their schedule is top heavy, if it's front heavy and they've got a lighter back schedule with a lot of home games. Guess what? You're going to be reading stuff from me in the Action Network and hearing from me on Buckets on future Fridays talking about how let's bet Denver right now to win the title. Like there will be a point. I that Again, I think there will be a point to bet them. I don't think it's now. So if we if this list was, you know, who should you not bet right now, which we did not do, but if we did that, I honestly I think every team is on this list. <laughs> like like yeah. I'm, I'm at a point where there's not a there there is I will we'll get to them. There are two title bets I'm probably going to make, and we'll we'll get to why uh, as we go through this. So we did the top section. Is there anybody else that you want to hit? We'll talk about the Suns, which I think is a little bit we got to debate them a little bit, but is, I think we can agree Boston and Denver. Top two teams in the in the uh, standings and the seeds are probably the only two teams I think at the top that were like you should like you if you bet them that's fine like that's totally okay for this exercise if you were like I gotta make an NBA I gotta make a title bet right now or if you're doing parlays which you should not do I do them but if you if you did them um, like who would you want right now those are the two teams that we would probably yeah. put aside we agree yeah, Matt what what's our guy uh, Jay Money say couldn't talk you off it if couldn't you talk you. If you took the Boston Celtics or the Nuggets right now, I couldn't talk you off it. I I couldn't be mad at that. Those are going to be those teams are going to be there towards the end of the season. It's just all about how they're going to finish the year. And there's a, a lot of people listening right now that are going to be like, "Well, surely you're going to include other teams. You're going to like they're waiting for us to talk about." No, that's what we're telling you yeah. is that there's a lot of teams that maybe you think that would be included in that tier of teams that aren't. But we're going to pause there. We're going to flip back down to the other side i want to flip back down to the bottom of this because i did this by like my projected win percentage and there are some more teams that i want to go ahead and eliminate um i am as high on the indiana pacers this season as i can be on any team i thought all of our crew last year was too early the over did hit very easily but this is a year where i think that they're going to go even way over that i'm going to be very strong on the pacers all throughout the year they're not winning the title we can go ahead and like push them out um the chicago bulls your 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 local chicago bulls I think we could probably agree um, that barring a substantial trade of Zach Levine, barring a substantial trade of DeMar DeRozan for a superstar, um, which I do not see happening, though I keep wishing to God that they would find a way to get, do an Anthony Davis trade because I, I think it might help both teams. Um, outside of that, I can't see the Bulls getting there. Do we need to? Do you have any thoughts just real quickly on why you shouldn't bet the Bulls to win the title? 
Yeah, unless Billy Donovan morphs into Greg Popovich, then they have <laughs> they might have a chance to compete. No one but understands how good Billy Donovan is. We're gonna have to, I'm gonna have you and Brandon on, and we're gonna debate coaches because Brandon's low on Billy too. And I'm just like Brandon's really like Billy's really good. This team was good uh, at defense last year, and that's hard with this roster. Sure, but yeah, we can have a complete. I, I have a lot of thoughts on that. So yeah, <laughs> we could we yeah. could fire we could fire up that whole pod for sure. Okay, I think this is where it starts to get interesting because one of the points here, this is what's different from picking an NBA champion versus betting it, right? Is now we're talking about, well, value matters here too. Like you're trying to find the teams that aren't necessarily like as considered. So uh, the the first one that we can do real quickly, this is a, a longest shot of a long shot. I have heard a couple of folks want to bet them. I think that's too much. I think there's ways to bet the thunder. I do not I was- think- you took the squad right out of my mouth. I've seen as high as plus 10,000. I, I don't think I, – I think that there are folks that want to bet them to win the title. I think there are ways to bet Oklahoma City. I think that's a bridge too far. For You have to remember that SGA has never been in a playoff series. Like, we have not seen SGA in a playoff series with OKC. Like, that's not a thing that we've seen. So, I think he's ready, though, Matt. I would say I will say that I'm looking forward to it this year. I think they get it. They they do end up sneaking in, but I yeah. think he's ready. I'm I, I'm that's one guy I cannot wait to watch this upcoming calendar. Um, SGA is my way too overexposed in the MVP market guy. Like I've already sure. bet him uh, to win MVP. You're gonna be hearing about this on the MVP episodes where I'm gonna be like, here's here are all the reasons why. Um, I have him, I'm doing a, a top 100 NBA players list. And when I've sent it to other people for feedback, the immediate reaction is wow. SGA in terms of where I have him. So I'm with you, but we're still talking about like, who's the second best player on the thunder. It's going to be Chet Holmgren rookie, right? It, it, who's the third best player, Jalen Williams, second year player. Who's yeah. the third best player, Josh Giddy, third year player. Like there's just, there's, it's such, it would be one of the youngest teams that we've ever seen in this position with no veteran help. They do not have veterans on the roster to help. So I I think we got to say that, would you agree that it's a fun bet, but probably we should remove them? Yeah, they're not gonna, I wouldn't bet them to win the title. I will say this. I've seen as high as plus 10,000. That number, I don't believe is going to be around for very, very long. If you do want to have some fun, I think as we get closer to the season and when it starts, we're going to start talking, seeing that number at plus 6,000, plus 7,000, plus 5,000, something like that for the Thunder. So, yeah, if, if you're jonesing for some NBA future title action, the Thunder at plus 10,000, I think, is a very, very interesting, fun, long shot spot. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment 
and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. In that same tier, I'll go to FanDuel. I have them higher. This one is a little bit interesting. And it's the Minnesota Timberwolves. This is their 85 to 1 to win the title right now. Uh, I am, I'm going to be pretty high on the wolves this season. I've upgraded them considerably. I, I'm actually going to tell you, Sean, I, th- I personally think that this is a team that I will not put in the do not bet category. And I understand that the wolves have never won an NBA title. They've never made the finals. They've never had anything serious and that they are a laughing stock because of the Rudy Gobert trade. I understand all that. We need to look at last year's performance and where they were at. And then we need to consider that Carl Anthony Towns missed from November all the way until mid-March. They had very little time to figure that roster out. And just when they get Cat back, they lose Nas Reed and then they lose Jalen. And then they like Jaden, they, they lose, the, they lose all of this, the things that had built them. The other thing is that the start of the year was a chemical fire because of the Rudy Gobert trade. If you read the comments from the players, you find a recurring theme, which is they were like, we don't, to be honest, they, the, anytime a player says, to be honest with you, that's bad. Like, to be honest <laughs> with you, yeah. whenever a player says, to be honest with you, here is what that says. I am about to blast my own team's coaching and or management. Yeah. That's what that means. And it's, and it's typically something that we talked about with other players and this is, I feel comfortable saying this because other people agree with me. And it's something that we've talked about in the locker room or at someone's house playing cards or whatever yeah. it is. So now I know I have some backup on this opinion. So to be honest with you, this is what I actually think. Yeah. And to be on, and this is how it kind of went was the comments early in the season last year were, to be honest with you, I don't know why we made the Gobert trade. Because it was like, look, we were really good last year. We were like, we were right there. We had a real shot at this. Like we were... Like we were a good team last year. We just ran into like we almost beat Memphis. Yeah, they did. And then they do this trade. D'Angelo apparently was like the hardest on Rudy, and he was just a problem in general, as he has been in almost every spot. Like he just is. I I actually like I've I've gone I've ridden the wave of D'Angelo where it's like I thought I was low I was high on him coming out of the draft, and then. Uh, lower on him with the Lakers and then hired him at the end of the Lakers run and loved him with the Nets and then back down. Um, and Anthony Edwards is part of this too, where I I think Ant was genuinely with D'Lo on this of just like, why? Like, why are, you know, and didn't want to make it work. You have to try to make it work with Rudy Gobert. And he yeah. didn't do that. But by the end of the year, they had developed this real scrappy, hard-nosed, blue-collar, we're going to outwork you attitude. Chris Finch is an extremely underrated coach. He is really good. If the Nuggets have been pretty honest about this, that series went five. The Sun series went six. The Lakers series was a sweep. Heat went five. The Denver Nuggets feel that their toughest challenge was the Minnesota Timberwolves. They feel that that team battled them the best. They have the capacity to throw two bigs 
at the Nuggets. They have two centers that they can rotate. They went to, they did some, Chris Finch made some um, desperate gambles. Like he actually went to a, a too big rotation in the non Jokic minutes to try and dominate those and just couldn't get it done because the Nuggets were too good. But if they'd had Nas Reed, if they'd had McDaniels, they might have had a shot here to actually made that a more competitive series. Game four goes to overtime, remember? Like they were they were within range of of this. Now they could have gotten swept too, but I do think that there's like a whole capacity here of that there is an extreme long shot. If if you wanted to bet this, you're basically saying Anthony Edwards is gonna make a leap into top 10 status. Gobert is going to have a bounce back as they get him more settled in because his EPM, I posted this yesterday, was way down last year. Um, Towns has a bounce back season and their collective identity winds up being better than expected because the market is so much lower on them right now. This is a key one. This is not on team strength. We talked about Boston, which is team strength. We talked about Denver, which is team strength. This is an 85 to one bet that Minnesota could actually wind up being a surprise, like absolute top end. Am I crazy to be like, I don't want to put them in the do not bet list? No, I have a question for you. I'm going to kick it right back to you. Do you think, because I agree that if Ant-Man can take his game to that next level and become top 10, that starts to get really interesting. And I also think by default, if that happens, Cat then raises his game. If he can stay healthy, it's going to be a competition of the good old whose team is this? And I believe that Cat... Like him or not, the 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 personality is is different. The the voice changing and that that type of stuff is is interesting. And you kind of look at him a little sideways to see him. And the way I see it as he doesn't always feel as comfortable in his own skin like you want your big superstar guy to feel. That's that's what I take from all that stuff uh, on this on him changing his voice and doing different things and saying stuff at press conferences. He's trying to be something. He, he feels a little uncomfortable. So I think if Ant-Man takes his game to that level, it's going to bring Cat. And I think the question for you is, is there an issue? I got two questions. Is One, is there an issue if you don't have that solidified? Does that need to be solidified? That Whose squad is this? Who's going to yeah. be the guy? And then question number two, from talking to people around the league, a couple people, it seems – and I've heard this from multiple spots that Gobert's just not a likable guy in the locker room. He's really different. People don't get along with him. So it's like even going back to the Donovan Mitchell story when they they even brought up numbers that he wouldn't even throw Rudy the ball. Yeah. It's purely on the fact that like I think just a lot of guys don't enjoy his company. So that that type of thing worries me. But like you said, as bad as Denver finished the year. Minnesota looked great coming down the stretch and they did have a little bit of identity. So do you think that's an issue that they got to kind of determine whose team it is and then have said person lead them to kind of get the, to get them to a spot where they can knock off and maybe win a series or two in the playoffs? I think you're absolutely right that they got to figure out they, they have to determine that this is Ant's team. It's got to be Ant's team. And Cat can have extremely sex, su- successful career if he transitions to what LaMarcus Aldridge was with the Blazers and that team was, God, really- that's such a good comp. That's the perfect comp. It was really good when it was Dame and, and LMA. Like those teams were really good. Um, the Minnesota Timberwolves have said that they are not trading, that they have not pursued trading for Carl trading Carl Anthony towns. They've said that other teams around the league are like, uh-huh. Okay, sure. 
like the impression I've been given is he's very available. So like it wouldn't, if, if you told me that cat was traded before training camp, I would not be shocked. I wouldn't be stunned. I wouldn't be surprised. I'd be like, okay, they got, they found a deal that worked for them at the same time. The Rudy Gobert thing, I think is mostly, this is where Mike Conley helps to just be like, it doesn't matter. He's on roster. He's making 35 mil a year. He's not getting traded again. Us not wanting to play. And he'll talk about how like we hurt ourselves in Utah because we did not trust him. They started trusting him more last year. And honestly, as a guy that has killed him for his individual creation skills, he worked. This is one of the things I admire the most about Rudy. All the limitations I've ever criticized him for, he works to get better at them for. Not because I criticize them. He just, he recognizes them and he works to get better. Can't, you know, can't do anything but drop. Work to guard better in space. Can't switch. Work to get better on switches. Like he's worked to get better at all these areas. The question is going to be, I think, age and whether or not he can be like, can he get, can he really resolve himself in these next couple of years with a big man body to be good enough? Um, Let's hit a couple of these real quick. Uh, Hawks. I like a lot and I'm very tempted because of, of Quinn Snyder, but the loss of John Collins without replacement value keeps me off of them. If they trade for Pascal Siakam, I will immediately transition them to, yes, this is a good bet. Like, I will move them out of do not bet. But for right now, I'm willing to say this is still a Trey Young team. They lost John Collins for nothing. AJ Griffin, I think, is going to be great, but isn't there yet. You know, they still have Clint Capella when they want to play Okongwu. I'm still willing to say, like, no right now on the Hawks. Agree? Agree. All right. Uh, Let's go to... The Clippers, they're a no for me. You do not know if 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 Kawhi's gonna be around. Like at some point, we just have to be reasonable. Buy low spots are there for a reason. And like this certainly seems like a buy low spot. The Clippers were favored to win the title like two years ago, and they're 20 yeah. to one right now. So the value on this bet is there if healthy, but you just we have no reason to suspect that this team is gonna be healthy next year. They want to put more resources into the regular season. If these guys can't stay healthy with their with their load managed, resting, doing whatever approach, how are they going to be healthy if they actually try and take it seriously? They got to be a no bet until they prove it to us. One thousand percent. I'm tired of having the conversation of, but when he plays, I'm so sick of saying that phrase. I had a passionate conversation about Zion. I've had passionate conversations about Kawhi in the past. Yeah, when they play, they are absolute league runner studs needle movers they don't play that much so yeah i i i coast on everything you said about the clippers you you, (laughs) we we don't take the regular season seriously but there has to be a a stretch of really good ball that we see that you're ready to go into the playoffs and it's tough when the inconsistencies show uh often with the clippers you can't just show up and figure it out. You got to have something that you know how to do. You got to know who you are. Um, Absolutely. The Kings, I think, is a pretty easy one. Uh, I think the Kings are really fun. I think the Kings are really interesting. They didn't get any better. Like This team didn't get any better. Maybe Fox improves. Maybe Sabanis improves. But I don't see any scenario. Their best shot was this year when they had an easier side of the bracket and they lost that game seven. Maybe they get that game seven and then maybe they match up better with the Lakers. And, you know, maybe they give the Nuggets some trouble in the, in the conference finals. We talk about them differently, but they didn't. They couldn't get past the Warriors in a really down year. So for me, the Kings got to be out. 
I agree. I, I got a couple points on the Sacramento Kings right now, sitting at right around plus 5,055 to one to win the title. This is a league pass team. Phenomenally fun team to watch. Offense, we know. I love to see Malik Monk get hot just like anyone else. I love to see uh, the Fox close it in the fourth. I love to see Sabonis orchestrate. But overall, this is just a style of basketball that's not going to get it done in the playoffs. Will they push a down, like you said, Warriors team to seven? Sure. But they're not going to be able to, to, to make a deep run in the playoffs playing the style of basketball that they play. They added size. The, you, what did they do in the offseason? They added some size. They added uh, Nerlens Noel, and they added Alex Lynn. But like that's those aren't needle-moving moves. Like yeah. you said, they're, they're, they're bringing back essentially the same roster. Number one pace in the playoffs. But then when we talk about offensive rating, it was 12th of the 16. So they're getting up and down. Sure, it's fast-paced. But is it efficient? Not all the time. One of the best teams to ever do this we know about was the the D'Antoni style, right? The Phoenix Suns, 05-06, seven seconds or less Suns. Yep. They they pushed that they they pushed Dallas in the Western Conference Finals. They couldn't get it done. That th- this style of hoops historically has just never been able to win a title. So I'm never gonna bet on a squad like that in the in the futures market in the offseason coming into the league to win the title until they show up and prove that they're gonna play a little bit it's a it's a it's a, a playoff style playoff brand of basketball this is a regular season style of basketball question for you on the king because i was doing some research here what was the pace how many possessions per 48 for the 0506 suns if you had to guess first in the nba in 2005 2006 the phoenix suns pace was what number 102 95.8 seven seconds or less was 95.8 slowest team in the nba last year was the Cavs at 96.2 per 48 how crazy is that that's how that's how that's how different the the league is now so the the seven seconds running gun suns 95.8 pace number one in the nba the slowest team in the nba was the Cavs this year would have been number one in 0506 the only team I will exempt from this is the 07 Suns that should have beaten the Spurs if not, if not for that bullshit suspension. That's the one team that would have yeah. they would have clapped the Cavaliers in those in those finals. Um all right. Now we're gonna get into some some I think really interesting ones as we do this. Um I will go ahead and real quickly, Philadelphia 76ers have to be a no bet right now. You do not like we don't know what the hardened retra- return is gonna be. If they don't get a superstar back in a hardened trade, which it looks very unlikely that they do, the like everyone is Embiid is a ticking time bomb for the next trade request. That's the feeling. Absolutely. So uh you absolutely can't like I you're gonna be like, ooh, but you got the MVP. And like this team still won 50 games before, like in the in the Ben Simmons year. I I get it. I get it. I do. Don't do this. Like there is too much volatility. <laughs> 76ers do not bet this yeah. team. Yeah, no doubt. I agree uh, with that. You and I are in agreement on this. The Milwaukee Bucks are a no for me. I know you agree. Tell me why. Milwaukee Bucks are an absolute no for me right now. Eight and a half to one. Depending on where you're looking, but it's right around there. Eight to one. This is partly a personal personal thing and it's not a personal thing but it's just a basketball thing 
and a sports thing I really don't understand. Let's zoom out a little bit. The Milwaukee Bucks land a true freak. His nickname is the freak. Giannis, an absolutely generational guy. To be frank, a guy that you will never, ever, ever see in a, in a town like Milwaukee ever again. So you win one title, 2021, where the, the, the window opened perfectly for you. Let's like recap what, what, what went down. Round one, you sweep the heat. Andre Iguodala was getting big minutes. Dragic was getting big minutes. Deadman was getting big minutes. It's just that team wasn't, wasn't there, right? Now let's move over to the Nets. This was the, the Harden, Kyrie, Kevin Durant Nets. Harden pulls a hamstring in the first three minutes of game one, correct? Doesn't okay, come back. I'm going to stop you. I'm going to stop you. I'm gonna okay. Stop you. okay. We cannot do the – if we go back – because the problem is I've done this exercise – and yeah. we wind up with every single like every champion we're going to be be erasing. They won the champ. We got to we got to legitimize it. Sure, one hundred percent. But there was a lot of fortunate things that occurred where they 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 capitalized on the window, no doubt. So we don't have to go through. We know what happened. KD steps on the line. They end up playing the Hawks, who somehow beat the Philadelphia Seventy yeah. Sixers yeah. that year, right? It was so it we, was a fortunate run for sure. Yes, we can go through it, right? What moves have you made to add to the guy? that you'll never, ever see again in a generation. Yeah. I don't understand it. Why Why win one title and rest on your loss? Hey, you go and get my guy, J. Rue Drew Holiday. I love him. I love his game, even though Jimmy Butler absolutely violated his entire soul <laughs> this year in the playoffs. But they, you go, who have we added since Drew Holiday? I don't understand it. You go get Malik Beasley. Okay. I, I like Malik Beasley's game. I think that's actually a solid addition. Boss man, 99, Jay Crowder. Okay, that's fine. But go absolutely max out this window because yeah. you as a franchise in the Milwaukee Bucks will never, ever get this opportunity again. And I don't think that they are looking at it that way. And it's very frustrating. Now, to take to take it, to take the, that, I guess, just narrative type view of it out of it, I think Chris Middleton is getting older. I see him continuing to break down. I also think I'm not a big Chris Middleton guy. I think he's very inconsistent in a lot of spots. He shows up big in some spots. He also disappears in a lot of spots. And we know Giannis closed out and played out of his mind, 50-point closeout game. We know all that. I think overall this roster is completely, completely leaning on Giannis to absolutely do everything. I think Middleton continues to break down and they're not adding enough pieces around Giannis Antetokounmpo to continue to try to compete in the East when teams like the Boston Celtics just add players and go do things over and over year in, year out. So uh, especially at an eight and a half to one number, eight to one for the Milwaukee Bucks, I'm absolutely ruling them out to win the title. I, uh, I, I, they're not giving Giannis enough support, and it's very frustrating. The original sin was not keeping PJ Tucker. Yeah, is that they said? Is they said, look, with the, with a luxury tax, is PJ Tucker worth thirty four million on like an eight million dollar deal based off of or whatever it was based off of the you know the price? Yeah. But the problem was is that by letting him walk, you lost an asset. You could have traded PJ Tucker to get. And, and the other thing that really honestly hurt them. What really hurt them was not capitalizing on the 2022 run. 
they got like Chris gets hurt. They lose to the Celtics. They, I will always say they beat that Celtics team. If Chris is healthy and I think they beat the Suns and they win the title. Okay. Or I'm sorry. The, um, uh, that's the Warriors. I think they beat the Warriors and, and beat yeah. the title. After that, they needed a, like a step back to go forward year. And you could still contend. This is like what the chiefs did this year. Right. Where it's like, look, Ty- Tyreek wants all this money. It doesn't make sense for us. We're going to trade him. We're going to get these assets. And everybody's like, oh, they're taking a step back. And then they win the Super Bowl. You try and do that kind of approach. But what you needed to do was you need to recoup some of those five picks that you traded for Drew. You need to be able to get first round picks that you could then move at the deadline to try and acquire something. They didn't do that. And so now they're really up against it. There is no depth on this team. There's none. none. The starters, the starters are Giannis and a bunch of 32 plus year olds. And then the bench is nothing like there's no there's no depth there. Like Grayson Allen is the only starter that's not over 32. And then Grayson Allen is a guy that a lot of Bucks fans I know are like, I would really like the team to move on from him. Yeah. Marjan Beauchamp. Bobby's solid. Yeah. but Yeah. Bobby's solid. I love Bobby. But like Bobby can't hold up a unit, you know? Exactly. 100%. and, And like. Marjan Beauchamp did not pop in summer league. You weren't like, Ooh, he could be a guy next year. You were just like, okay, he's a guy. Like he's just a guy still. So to me, just score 80 the other day though, man, like 85 or something. (laughs) And I I get, I get the idea. This is similar to the, honestly, the Sixers idea, which is like, you have the MVP, like you have Giannis, right? You're going to be in that. They were the one seed last year and you still have Giannis. I get it. I do. But we got to think about the difference between, they won the title by taking a step back in 2022 or 2021 because they had to figure out how to play with Drew. They weren't as good that year, but they were better in the playoffs. Now this is the opposite where they are a better regular season team, but they're more vulnerable in the playoffs because they don't have the depth and they're older. So they're more injury prone. And we also have a rookie head coach. Like all these three combos to me are, are worth putting them on the no list. Yes. Um, here's another tough one. Golden state warriors. Brandon Anderson and I are going to be arguing about the Warriors all year on this pod. I'm telling listeners, those of you that listen to us every week, appreciate you guys. Uh, you're going to be hearing me and Brandon go back and forth because the texts have been contentious. Uh, <laughs> Brandon is of the opinion that Chris Paul is a major significant upgrade over Jordan Poole. He has numbers to back that up. I have a hard time disagreeing with him. Like we've kind of run through the process. I'm like, okay, I, I see what you're saying. Playoffs, this is similar to the Bucks. They have less depth than they've had the last two seasons. And all of the the starters are a year older. I like Chris has not been able to get through a playoff series. He was hurt last year. He was banged up the year before people forget the 21 run. He was hurt in that series too, to start it. Like he almost missed a significant time there. Yeah. I love the point God. He's not going to go down as respected as he should. I wish he won a title. There was all these teams. I can go back and say like that team should have won a title, but he's not that guy anymore. And in the playoffs, even if he's an upgrade on pool, I can't get there. I do not think that this team, I think Father Time is undefeated. And I think Father Time has caught this team. Yeah, I said that coming into the league last year. I was, I had a big, my co-host, shout out my guy, Nick Harvey, had a big conversation about what's the Warriors' why coming off the title? Like, yeah. why, why, why do they care about this year? What, what, what is it, right? Clay's getting older. Dre's getting older. Then, then you throw in the pull punch scenario. I think the they're going to try to say, hey, we cleared out what gave us problems last year. That's now done. We're bringing in Chris Paul, who's a better replacement, another veteran guy, and we're going to be able to put together another run. But 
I'm just not, I'm, I'm just not too sure. Uh, this is a spot that I would avoid because first of all, I think the price is a little, a little too, a little too short and 14, 14 to one on fans. Yeah, 14 to one. And it's, it's just a, it's just an old, not sure how they, what they have going on. Also, I think Bob Myers leaving was a, is a big signal for me. Yeah. It was- Cause I also don't think he leaves if everything is as lined up and to compete and actually beat teams in the West, as some may think him leaving and getting out of there is, is is a real signal for me that this, this is all coming to an end. I believe. Uh, I have to put a team in the yes category. I never thought I would say this ever. I have bet it. It's in the action network app. You can track it. It's in there. I put this bet in at FanDuel. It's 55 to one. Sean, I bet the New York Knicks to win the NBA title. Let's go. Um, All that slander, man. How did you? How did? How did that feel when you pressed the confirm button on that? One? I, I vomited. <laughs> I vomited at the same time. I vomited a little bit. Um, here's the here's the thinking. One, I made an argument after the finals that offense is more important than it ever has been, and I think it's true. Your offensive floor has to be extremely high. This was the number two offense in the NBA last season over the last like three months of the of a year, and they were absolutely incredible. Um, Jalen Brunson is that much of a floor raiser offensively. They have shooting. I was not going to bet it because of Tom Thibodeau. I have, I have said this consistently that Tom Thibodeau is one of the worst coaches in the NBA playoffs. He had the good run with the bulls when they were just better than everybody else. And then since then he has been a great, great coach to fade. And I still believe that he's a great coach to fade, right? I'm not like the Knicks are going to win the title. It's 55 to one. Here is the other factor. Zach Lowe has mentioned this. I didn't know this. I heard this this week and uh, had not known that Zach Lowe has been talking about it. There is a strong feeling in league circles. I heard this from multiple people this week. Uh, I heard it from one individual and then checked on it and everybody was like, oh yeah, that's a thing. The Knicks are positioning themselves in case Joel Embiid asks out. Like, this, he's a CAA, he's rep by CAA. The Knicks are CAA Inc., there is a lot of reason to believe that those teams that like they will be the number one suitor if MB if they don't get good return for Harden and Embiid's like, all right, I'm out, then it's probably New York. And that would obviously shift things dramatically. Now, do I want to bet on Embiid to win the title after how much I've slandered the man? Not particularly. Do I think that he still can't handle a double team? Yes, I still believe he cannot handle a double team. Uh does this roster help him more than last year's team in those in those weaknesses? No, it does not. They're not going to be a better defensive team than the Sixers were. But at fifty five to one, that number goes way the fuck up if they trade for Joel Embiid. So I, I what I look at in these situations is will I feel okay about a long shot if the if then does not occur? And the answer is like yeah, this is still now it's not like a big bet for me, but it, at fifty five to one. When I've said I only want to bet long shots in the, in the offseason for title, the Knicks were good enough for me to get there. You know, I love the Knicks, man. <laughs> You're like, for the what do you want me to do? Yeah, You're what like, do I'm rooting for the Knicks. The The big question mark, of course, is the Julius Randle. Yeah. Question mark. It's it's a massive question mark because speaking of roller coasters, you talked about D'Angelo Russell, right? Yeah. The roller coaster for, for Julius Randle is similar. And – especially a fan base like the New York Knicks fan base. If you show me a point where you could get to and play to on a nightly basis, 
Why is half the time you're on a completely unengaged, not locked in level? I just saw you last week playing at an extremely high level, very engaged. I'm not, I'm not telling you to, you have to have a great game every single night, but bring the effort, bring the locked in part, the mentality of it. That's what Jalen Brunson does. Why aren't you doing it on a nightly basis? So that's the, that's the big question mark on Julius. Um, heard a few things just like you have, but we'll see where it shakes because that seems the, the opinions are, are, are pretty split 50, 50 on Julius and, and what's going to happen and what should happen. Uh, we'll go through some of these a little more quickly. Uh, Miami heat are 10 to one. I got them 16. I think I got, no, I got them 14. They were 16 before the Damian Lillard stuff really amped up. This is still a halfway number. Like this number will move more. They cannot, they cannot move this line to where it will be post Dame until the trade is actually done. Cause there's still a chance he doesn't get them. Right. So this is still a halfway number. It's leaned. I think heavily towards they're going to get him. I think they're going to get him. So Purely from a this number will be shorter standpoint and this team can win the title as a team that made the finals last year, has made two finals in four years and three conference finals, best coach in the NBA. I cannot do anything but put the the heat in the yes category. They do not go in a no for me. This is an okay bet to make. I think there are weaknesses on the roster. I think there are uh, scenarios where this goes horribly for Miami, which is why they're so desperate. I've talked about that on the Dame episode. But uh, I can't say that this is a I can't say this is a no bet. It went horribly last year, Matt. The team was terrible. <laughs> it went bad last year, Matt. So yeah, I I, I agree hundred percent. The damn thing floating out there. It, it's it's always very interesting in markets when, for example, we have very loud noise about said players sitting out a game. The number is always going to be in between until it's official. So just like you said about Dame, this number is in between. If this if he does end up landing, it's gonna it's gonna get shorter. So uh, this is a spot where if you believe he's going and you believe in Spo and you believe in that roster and you think they could put that type of run together again in the playoffs, regardless of regular season, then it's a it's a buy spot for sure. Phoenix, I think, is actually a no for me. They're on the other side of this. I just don't think that, like, the number here, I think, is too short. Uh, you're looking at six and a half to one. That's plus 650. To me, I'm just like, there's no depth here. KD has injuries every season. Like, that's who he is now. He's lower in my top 10 list than he would be if it was if it ignored injuries. Yeah, he's getting older. Yeah, he's getting older. Um, Bradley Beal is not, like, a massive needle mover for me uh, with how he plays. I, I worry about the defense. Their moves, I think, were a little bit overrated. I think their moves were fine for building around their cap limitations, but they're, I'm not just like, man, they got a squad. I'm like, well, they got two, three really great guys and some dudes, um, or four really good guys and some dudes. Aiden might make a huge jump back with Vogel. Let me put it this way. This number might – they're kind of the exception of the rule where this number might get shorter and I'll like it better. Like, it, this may get to, like, plus 400, plus 350 when the Suns are just kicking the shit out of everybody because Vogel's gotten through to Aiden. But there's enough reason right now for me to be like, don't don't bet this now. Let's wait. Let's wait and see what they look like when they get in season. And we can either get a better number and buy low or we can get a worse number, but a higher certainty that they're going to be in the top four and bet them then. I looked at their cap availability after it was all said and done with the Beal edition. And I was like, I don't know who these guys are going to add. The, the, <laughs> the guys that they were. Yeah. Watanabe was a is, a is a great pickup as well. The guys that they did end up filling out the roster with are solid. But yeah. 
we know what time it is. It's going to be focused on those four guys. Aiden can be a big, big uh, game changer. And if KD can stay healthy, he's Kevin Durant. Okay. Um, Los Angeles Lakers, 15 to one. They're a no for me, but it's like a, a very soft no, where it's like, it's a no for me, but it might not be for you. It's, if you think that everything that happened from March through the conference finals was legit and a sign of things to come, I understand it. My view on this, on their run is this, and I'm not just trying to disqualify them. I'm known as a Laker hater. I get it. But like, this is, this is money. I got to talk about value. I got to put those feelings aside. They beat up on bad teams, tanking teams, resting teams, teams that were not focused. March, I always talk about is a sloppy, weird time, which is why I'm kicking myself that I bought the Nuggets sliding. Like I was, I was freaked out by the Nuggets slide and I shouldn't have been, I should have doubled down on them. March is messy. It's a, it's, there's nothing serious to take from it. They, in the first round, they get Memphis, who is in complete disarray with the jaw stuff. Brandon Clark and Steven Adams are both out. You need front court guys. You need size to beat the Lakers. The, the Nuggets showed this. You got to have size. They're without those. They face the Warriors. We bet against the Warriors in that series. Uh, like I had the Lakers plus two and a half. I bet the Warriors won the series. I gave that out. That was a mistake. That was a mistake. I've all in that one. Teams coming off of game sevens in that following series are at like 44%. They do not win. That Warriors team was at its complete end. They had no depth. Clay was a shell of himself. All of the reasons we talked about. I'm doing what I did with the Bucks. What I told you not to do with the Bucks, where I'm like making excuses, right? They did make the conference finals. They deserve respect there. The 15 to one is probably not fair for a team that, that made the conference finals last year. I get that. So I'm okay with it if you want to go in. There's enough here that I'm just like, are you really going to get, you're going to get a worse number probably by the time the playoffs start. But you'll know whether AD is out for the season or not. You'll know if LeBron is out for the season or not. Let's buy the insurance. Let's pay the price on this, on this number to get this to 850, 700, 500. By the time that the playoffs come around, you are still going to get five to one or better at this number with a whole six month of basketball behind you. Yeah. In the playoffs, that's where I'm at. I would say, as a rule of thumb for myself, when I'm looking at futures, kind of my last thing I ask myself before I confirm is, am I ever going to see this number again? Mm. Am I ever going to see this number ever again this year or in this spot? And if my and if I'm leaning no, and I don't feel like I am, and I do like the spot, that's when I'll fire on it. Similar to what you just laid out for the Lakers, Matt. This is uh, a team that's dependent on a couple things: how LeBron's going to look even though he didn't look like he missed a beat at all year, year, whatever it is, 20 going to be 21 here. So, but the, the AD is still a question mark, of course. So if I have an opportunity to, to watch a ton of basketball and see how a lot of these other teams look in the West as well, Dallas is Luca going to be in tip top shape. Like we hope to see him. There's a lot of other, how is Phoenix going to look? That's going to affect the Lakers number as well. And, down the road, after a couple games, after the season starts, you may be able to get a very similar number to this Lakers, or like Matt said, pay the pay the 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 little bit of insurance to watch some some Laker basketball in this upcoming season. Dallas is twenty four to one. They're a not for me, but I'm not willing to put them in the no category. Um, Luca could could win MVP this season. Uh, he could win the MVP any season. The Luca Kyrie minutes. 
they they lost all those games, but Kyrie played really well. Kyrie seems more motivated than he has been in recent years. I don't trust him because uh broad gesture. Um I, you know, I, I like the Seth Curry edition. They might get Clint Capella, and that's a you don't have to bet it now. That number's like they get they trade for Clint Capella, and it's not gonna be like their number's gonna go from 24 to 1 to 20 to 1. They're not gonna move. But that's a move that I would consider to be pretty significant in evaluating them. It gives them such a great, great rim protector, rebounder, and pick and roll partner. Yeah. That'll be a really good move for them. I don't want it because I still kind of look a little bit sideways at the depth. I think that this is one of the worst coach teams in the league. I think that it's hard to make the Luca stuff work because it's so uh isocentric. But I don't blame you. If you want to bet Mavericks, I'm not gonna hate it. Can't talk you off. Can't talk you off of it. I got one for you. Then what about the Cleveland Cavaliers? A team that's going to come in extremely motivated, extremely angry coming off that first round exit to the Knicks. We talked about the Knicks. We talked about poorly coached teams. I know you, I know your thoughts (laughs) overall on the Cleveland Cavaliers and how that shook out in the playoffs versus the Knicks, but they're going to be one of those teams. I think has a phenomenal regular season they're in that window where the regular season is going to absolutely mean something to them i could see them winning a ton of basketball games 55 56 for the caps i'm gonna bet the over on the win total i'm gonna bet the over i'm gonna bet the division on them this is the first year i'm gonna fade the box on the division i'm betting on the cavaliers to win the division i will put money on the cavaliers to be the one seed i'm not gonna touch them in the playoffs jb bickerstaff is gonna have to wipe that stink off before i believe him like i'm just gonna have to get there darius garland evan mobley those guys did not show that they were ready we there's still talk about them maybe trading jared allen i don't know what that looks like so there's enough here for the futures for me to be like no but regular season i love it you're gonna get a better like this is this is you talked about like is this number gonna disappear yes i think this number disappears and you're looking at much shorter numbers so if you want to bet them to go all the way then this is the time to, to do it I'm not going to do that now. I'm willing to pay the price. And I honestly want to bet them series by series and look at what their matchups are. Last one, and then we'll get out. Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, this is this is actually a yes for me. Like, I'm probably going to put this this in the app. Uh, yeah. You're buying low on the jaw suspension. Yep. The odds of jaw continuing this nonsense are low, given the, all the intervention that's available to him relative to where it was in the 2000s. Uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. was actually the most important player by EPM last year. Desmond Bain, the gap between him and Jaw was shorter than the game gap between uh, Jaw and Jaron. I think Desmond makes an absolutely massive leap, and people are like, "Oh shit!" Desmond Bain's like Harden, not Harden, but Har- OKC Harden, because the numbers are really favorable there. I think they understand where they got to get better in half court offense. I think that they will that some of the young guys will pop, not necessarily Zaire Williams, but some of the other ones. They're going to get Stephen Adams back. Brandon Clark's probably not back and that hurts, but this value at 30 to one is really good for a team that has been top two in the West. This number will be shorter. We'll have good value. I'm going to bet the Grizzlies to win the title. Yeah. Clark was big missing, missing, missing piece for them last year, along with Adams. And then this year coming in, that's going to be tough. Absolutely. This is a really good squad. The, the job Bain missed a ton of games last year as well. And he is probably not talked about enough with how well he kind of fits with John, how they want to play basketball. Fade, uh, fade the, well, we know the record without, without, uh, without John, but Tyus isn't there anymore either. That'll be the, the backup situation will need to be figured out. I wonder who is going to end up running and controlling the rock while John's out. But this is starting to get to the point where the public 
is a little too 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 far down on Memphis, yep. who has now shown over a few seasons now that they're actually a legitimate basketball team and can't compete when everybody's on the roster. So to wrap up, the teams that we will not turn we will not rule out for a futures bet, the Boston Celtics, the Denver Nuggets, the Miami Heat, the Los Angeles Lakers, and a very, very soft kind of aspect. Uh, Cavaliers are very much like on the on the flip line. Uh, the Dallas Mavericks, the Memphis Grizzlies, and the New York Knicks. Woo! Never thought I would say that, Sean Little. Uh, There's you- a, lot of, a lot of question marks that can be answered, Matt. You can catch Sean on Twitter at Chicago Flow. Make sure to download the Action Network app. My thanks to David Payne, our producer. We'll be back next week. I got some more guests getting us through the offseason before we start in our How to Bet series later in this month. Enjoy your August. Get outside, breathe some air, bet some baseball, get ready for football season in the Action Network app. We'll see you guys again next time. And until then, let's get buckets. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.